Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T.com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm always excited when I have a guest. Uh, you know, God seems to bring me just, I'm telling you, the coolest people. And so I'm really excited about who you're going to meet today. And But first, I want to remind you, always go, you know, you can go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and in the bio, there's a link, and if you click on that link, it'll take you to a wonderful place where we have handouts, we have study guides, we have all types of things, and we have um, study guides that correspond to the shows, so we have some people that do it as a group, they like to do it together. And so I want to really encourage you to see what all we have for you. So beyond that, I want to let you know that this wonderful woman, her name is uh, Jessica Golding, and she goes by Jess, and she is a yoga instructor, but not just any, just a yoga instructor, like a master yoga instructor. And I'm really excited to have to get to know her and learn about it. And, you know, originally she kind of thought that yoga was weird. But in 1995, she was a student at in dance at the Department of, of University of Texas at Austin. And she did yoga on Wednesdays. But her dance professor sensed some skepticism and challenged her about what's really going on and what yoga really is about. And so it started a whole journey for her. And when she was 27, her father became critically ill, and he spent time, great time in the hospital, and he was tested, and and this tested every ounce of her faith and joy, and it's where she really learned to fight and when to let go. And so that's when, at the moment of the most grief, crying out on the bathroom floor, the veil between here and the hereafter was thin, and it gave her a way to get depth of peace that she had never known before. And that peace helped her grip tightly to the fist to let life flow as it would, and she really learned to let go. And she didn't work so hard at control, so she really learned to let go completely. So, Jessica, thank you for being here today with us. And I don't think that whole entire intro did you justice, but I'm very glad that you're with us today. Cynthia, thank you for having me. It's such a 
a real pleasure to be here and, and speak with you and and to hear my story from your words. Um, <laughs> yes. Very touching. Oh, very touching. good, because it word. is. It is very touching. I mean, it's interesting mm-hmm. how God, you know, draws us to him in so many ways, but it's always unique to each of us. Yes, that um, I have a firm belief that we have a path, and it's our life study to find that path. And we don't get to know the end. We barely get to know the next step. But that's how yoga has helped me understand what is just the next step. That's all we get, well, just the next one. I, you know, I think that's really powerful, and it's a really wonderful way to look at this. Because when we think about how God brings us to him, and to, of all things, yoga, because, you, you know, you and I both know that some Christians many times have struggled with the idea of yoga and thinking that maybe it's somehow antichrist or something. But this actually really increased your faith, didn't it? Absolutely. It um, it was a, a big enough umbrella that my faith fit comfortably underneath it. Yes. And, you know, when you do a teacher training and then you go in depth, you realize that there is not a religion called yoga, that yoga is a science. Yes. It is a science of working with the mind, and it is a practice that is physical. And like you said, I was I was a dancer growing up and for my first professional life, and so I needed an embodiment piece to my faith. And there just wasn't one in, in the church. So talk, talk a little so, bit more about mm-hmm. that word embodiment. I think that would be helpful for the listeners when you say you needed that embodiment. Yes. So embodiment, the quote, the quote that I like to give is that, so my dad, the one that you were speaking of, of mm-hmm. course, who passed, he was my mentor, my spiritual guide and everything. But when I had a performance weekend, often I couldn't attend church and he would say, well, you don't have to go to church if you got a show, you're dancing for Jesus. <laughs> and it wasn't even, I mean, the nutcracker is not dancing for Jesus, but to him it was. He saw that wow. for me. Wow. That was Holy Spirit. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And and so yoga was the next best thing. You can't you I didn't I chose to not dance forever. Some people of course do, but I just started to pull into an age of retirement, ripe old twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> and I transitioned to yoga because I could get that same um connection between my mind my mind, my spirit and my body. And to me that is the Trinity. Yes. And without that embodiment piece it, it it falls a little flat for my experience. I'm not like you know. I'm not saying this is everybody's experience, but for me, uh, well, I no, I think you make you make a really good point because I am constantly talking to people about triunes, and I say you know we have Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's the original triune, and so out of the creation, of, you know that God is such a creator, He creates all these triunes, and so. You know, I have triunes that, that I have talked to clients about. I say, you know, we have the parent-adult-child part of us. We have, you know, the past-present-future. We have, you know, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we have all these triunes. And so I think it's really fascinating that that's what you got originally from God. It is the, it is the original blueprint, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's, you're even reminding me just how that comes through in a yoga asana. Asana is the Sanskrit word for posture. And so uh. also I know that some people have fear of using another language, which I would I would I would dispel that fear just by simply saying, you know, you use the word spaghetti 
instead of just noodle. It, it is spaghetti. It's a different language, but that's right. the word for it. So if these things were created in one language, I find it respectful to go ahead and use that word. So I agree. I maybe agree. that's helpful. Yeah. But at the bottom of your foot, there are three points. The inner ball of the foot, the outer ball of foot, and the heel. Three points create the right foundation for your skeleton. Isn't that something? Wow. So talk, well, let's talk a little bit more about that, how it, it is the right for, you know, foundation for your skeleton. Well, these three points between each one, there is this beautiful arch. Now, you're probably familiar from the inner ball of the foot to the heel. Mm-hmm. That is an arch. There's also from the one side to the other to the ball of the foot inside, there's an arch. And then on the outer foot. And so when you have proper placement on your feet like that, using all three points equally, then the beautiful structure of your foot supports your skeleton all the way up. So as a yoga therapist, which means I work one-on-one with people in specific things like injury or illness or chronic disease, well, then um, we get to look at the structure of the foot and then figure out, is that a root cause of the hip pain? It could be. You know, if you're going at the hip pain, you can go at the hip, but if there's a fallen arch, you might address that and fix it. Yes. Well, and that throws the back off. The back off? Like, uh. I mean, it throws off your back, your spine. Well, it throws off your spinal column. Yes. When you're, if you're, if you, the arch in your foot isn't supporting you. Right. I mean, I know that that's why they do a lot of work on people's feet sometimes and people with neuropathy, you know, have real trouble because they can't feel the ground. Mm. So yeah. it, it's, a, it's, be, it's a huge thing. Yes. And it's, it's yeah. but it's all how God has created us, you know, and, and it's really more for our benefit. And I think the more information and I, I always remind people that we need not be afraid of information because whatever information we hear, we can always reject. If, if it doesn't go with our value system, we can reject it. But we don't need to be afraid to hear it, wouldn't you think? Absolutely. I have, a, I have a dear friend who says, you know, if there's a fear response that comes up in something, or if, you have, if you're doing something out of fear, that's not from God. God comes from love. That's right. So if, if you uh, approach something with fear, that's probably not God bringing you to that thing. It would, it would be something else. It might be yourself holding you back. Because I believe God will hold us in the truth wherever we are. I have been in situations yes. where I knew God was holding me, and there was no need to be afraid. That's a, re- I mean, that's- really real, that's a great way to say that. Now, we have two minutes before mm-hmm. we go to our, uh, to our commercial break. But I like that idea of fear because one of the things I tell clients is fear is this great acronym, you know, F-E-A-R, and it stands for, in the therapy world, false evidence appearing real. Isn't that great? Yes, yes, that is perfect. And so I think, Uh, you know, unless it's really, you know, obvious, like there's a lion launching on me, right? But we as Americans are so fear-based in some ways. Uh, yes, I, I wouldn't even put that all on Americans. I would say <laughs> no, human nature yes. is. You know, human, yes. human nature is, and that's to, that's to be, you know, we're, we should bathe ourselves in self-compassion about right, that. Right, right. But what, the way you describe fear is exactly how it is described in what's called the Yoga Sutras. So wow. those are the teachings. But yeah, the greatest cause of suffering is misunderstanding what is real. Wow, that's right. 
That's where the deception comes in. Yes, it, and just uh, misidentification. Right, right. Um, so you think you are something that you're not. You know, either good, you or, either good or bad, or just inappropriately. Even. Yes, so if yes. You, if you are, you know, a doctor and you are seeing patients all day, you have your doctor hat on, and you're fixing everything as you go, then you get home and you forget to take off your doctor hat, there's probably going to be some suffering in that house because you're not wearing the right hat. So even that falseness. Oh my gosh. Well, we are to another break. So join us again. We are talking with Jessica Golding about this amazing idea of yoga and how it helps us so much spiritually. Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today, and we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Jessica Golding, and she is a amazing yogi or yoga, no, I shouldn't say yogi, a yoga instructor, and has really gone through some huge transformations in her life and has found that this this certain this type of exercise, this type of meditation has really helped her when she's had to deal with loss, when she's had to deal with pain, all kinds of things that life gives us. So, Jessica, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Cynthia. Well, I'm glad you're here. And we were kind of talking off air about this idea about false evidence appearing real. And we were talking about, you know, the idea of what yoga really did for you in some real crisis times in your life. Yes, the... um the process of self-discovery is uh, something that comes to my mind, and hopefully it's something that we're all engaged in. Yes. And, you know, when we move from our 20s into our 30s, and now we're, you know, choosing a career path perhaps, or choosing a way of life, uh, choosing family, householder life, or non, um, then there are things to discover. And I found that yoga was just, uh, well, it became my career. Because for me, I wanted that... um, I wanted, another thing my dad said is figure out what you love to do and then figure out how to make money doing that. Right. And so that <laughs> took me into dance and I thought, well, yoga is a wonderful thing that feeds me and nourishes me, but also I could be a mom at the same time. Right. And um, so that process, I'd say that kind of was a springboard to uh, cr- me becoming more of a creator. Mm-hmm. So in dance world, I was a choreographer, which helped me tap in. To me, it was always tapping into to Holy Spirit that right, it would come through. And, right. um, but, you know, at the beginning of becoming a, a yoga, yoga teacher, you know, there is a, a spiritual component to yoga because it doesn't deny that if you're in your body and you're tuned to your mind, that your spirit is, is part of who you are. Yes. And I had to make a decision early on. Am I going to be a, quote, Christian yoga teacher, or am I going to be a yoga teacher who's Christian? Oh, oh, that's really fascinating. There's a distinction there. really there. is. There really is. And I decided to be a yoga teacher who's Christian. Yes. And th- the reason is because I would spend much time in newly discovered meditation, which has more to do with listening. Um but, uh, I, you know, I would pray and ask, like, what am I, what am I to do? What, a, what is my purpose here? 
and I always got the charge, a God-given charge, to just, just help people come home to God. It wasn't my charge to bring them to church. It wasn't my charge. It was to do anything besides just help them find themselves home in themselves and in God again. And God said, I'll take it from there. Right. So from the beginning, I've just had to have deep trust that just because I'm not only teaching Christians doesn't mean that this isn't highly valuable. And what would happen is that I would have Christians in my classes, and they would say, I hear Scripture. And I would have, non- <laughs> I would hear, have non-Christians in my, in my class, and they would say, I hear universal truth in what you're saying. Right, right. Which to them was nourishing and life-affirming. And that was what brought me the most immense joy, is just feeling like I was in a co-participation right. with whatever God's plan was for each and every individual. And, and what um, a different way for them to find him on his terms and on their terms. It's, yes, because, you know, <laughs> one of my, I had a pastor once who said uh, there was uh, someone's husband didn't want to come to church, and he said, you know what, I, I think I'd rather be sitting in my fishing boat thinking about God than sitting in church and thinking about fishing. You know, like <laughs> I love that. That's and, good. And the pastor was like, "Yeah, you know, I hope you stop by sometimes, but as, you know, keep fostering your relationship right. with God." And 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 we all have phases of what that looks like throughout our lives. Well, and we do complicate our lives. We do. I know, and I think that's why I think this. You know, I am. You know, I I told you when we were talking the other day. You know, I have ADHD, and so meditation is, like, really difficult for me. But I have learned a lot of how to do it, and some of it was more about, you know, just saying Bible verses over and over in my head that really supported me and really gave my my heart a lift and really gave me faith. You know, and I realized that, oh, that's meditation, you know. Yeah. And, and what I thought was meditation was this, like, quiet mind that was blank, you know. And I, I could never do that. And so when I w- understood that it was really more meditating on, you know, on God, who he is, and, and the word of God, which we know that words create things. That's how God spoke the world into existence. And so if I think positive thoughts, we have so much research that show what it does for the brain and how it heals the brain when we think positively and not false positives like making something up, but truly thinking on things that are good you know, nurturing, kind, you know, true. These things help us heal and help our bodies regenerate. It's such a beautiful description that you have of meditation. And what you're doing was essentially mantra meditation or <laughs> affirmation. Yes, yes. So you were changing your brain. You were absolutely That's right. changing your brain. I would, yes, there are, there, I swear there's a meditation uh, technique for every kind of mind out there, right. and so many of them are busy, like you said. Right, right. Well, and you know, so we know that Jesus, Jesus was a huge meditator. You know, right. he, he he would go away and say, "Don't bug me. I need to go be with my Father." You know, it's like how he refilled his cups. From absolutely, being absolutely. And so, why do we follow so many things and examples, but not that one? I know, isn't it? Well, you know, I really find that. That there's just something about the human body, mind, whatever, that the very thing that's good for us is the very thing that we want to reject first and foremost. And, and we resist such good things, you know. And I, I mean, I know that that's part of just being fallen humans, but I think that what you are, 
teaching people is a great way to regenerate, and I think we all need that. We do, and can you believe it only takes a few minutes a day? See, that's the thing. <laughs> and doesn't it feel like it's an hour almost sometimes? Like you, you, It like feels like you had a whole hour of goodness, and you went, wow, it's only two or three minutes. Yes, and I would, I would say I would encourage everyone to find their own way. Some people need to be walking. Yes. Some people might enjoy fishing. Some people need to journal. Right. Some people need right. to sit and listen to their breath. Right. Some people, you know, not everybody's meant to just sit there. Well, or it, it, it's, eventually. It's, yes, it's about being still in, inside of ourselves, being able to be still, to be calm, to find calm. You know, and yeah, and that's yes, presence. That that's what's tough. Well, we're coming up to our next break, and Jessica, I am just so I am just really enjoying you being on the air today. So I really appreciate you being here. Now we are going to come back and talk more with Jessica Goulding on or Golding. Golding, 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 about mm-hmm. this this wonderful idea of yoga and how it works and how it can change your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, and it also brings tremendous health and healing to every cell of your body. So join me in the next segment with Jessica Golding, and we'll talk more about this idea of yoga. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me. And I'm, I'm really excited that you are listening to the show. And I want to make sure that you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and go to the bio section. And there's a link and you can get some great helps from that. And we have, we have study guides. We have different, different things that will guide, that will help, that will encourage you to think. And, and I want you to take advantage of the things that we've created for you. And so today we have Jessica Goulding with us, and she is now a new friend that I'm so happy to have. And she is really a very accomplished um, yoga instructor and a therapist, a yoga therapist. And so I was fascinated because I, as I'd been studying the brain and, you know, we did shows on how I can, how God changes our brain and what spirituality does. And, and so the whole idea of meditation, of breathing, of relaxing, of calming is very helpful for the immune system, very helpful for the heart, very helpful for your gut and your brain. And it helps us see the world more through the eyes of God than just through our experience. So, Jessica, thank you again for being with us today. Thank you, Cynthia. So I was kind of talking to you off air a little bit about, I mean, you you didn't just become like a, a yoga teacher. I mean, you're like at the top of the top. <laughs> well, it's been a long year, so I've been doing this almost 20 years. Wow. And I'm one of those types of people who like to, you know, right. achieve and do the certifications <laughs> and hungry, hungry hippo brain. And um, so when you start out as a yoga teacher, um, often you're in your 20s, uh, not always, but you get this first level, which is a 200 hour, and that gives you a certification to go teach other people how to do yoga poses, 
how to do some basic breathing and some basic yoga philosophy. And the kind of yoga that I was working in just happenstance, right? God's stance right, that yes. I ended up in a studio um, in a lineage called Anasara that has uh, as part of it a heart quality in the class. So that means you're not just instructing put your leg here and your arm up there. It is the first thing you do is you set the foundation so you feel your feet like we were talking. Yes. And then you open to grace. Literally, open to grace is always the first thing you do. Hmm. And it's it's saying, here I am, Lord. Yes. And so what if you did that before everything? Just set the foundation. I'm sitting here. Here I am, Lord. Okay? So this is why I loved it so much and wanted wow. to keep going. But because we had to weave this, weave a heart theme through, so uh, you might teach a class that's on uh, intrinsic peace or cultivating courage. And you really learn to weave a theme through your class, through your practice. It takes a lot of additional practice. So it was one of the highest, you know, or most rigorous, I should say, um, trainings and certifications. So once I did that, um, then I was able to um, teach others to do it as well. To, you know, so you become a teacher trainer. Well, kind of, you know, kind of what you're saying is what we talked about the other day is that idea that for as a man thinketh within, so he is. And so mm. you're you're really helping people re, you know, reconstruct the way that they think and to focus on things that are more positive, that actually, you know, release all kinds of different neurotransmitters that are healing for your brain and your body. You can't help it. As soon as yes. you move your body, your brain is changing. <laughs> yes, and, yes. Uh, but if you do it with attention, so if you know why you're doing it, then it changes differently. Yes, um, yes. So it seems to me that as I go through all this training, what, what I would find is that we would do something in yoga, and then sure enough, you start to read the science magazines and the brain development, and it's the same. We just have different language. So in neuroscience, they say what fires together wires together. And in yoga, we would say, where your attention goes, so goes your life. Right. So where you focus is where you, uh, you know, life will expand. Also in your brain, you're rewiring in that direction. So it's just uh, kind of ancient technology with modern discoveries. And so as you fold them together, uh, you can bring to it anything that you want, which is why I can bring scripture. I can bring personal uh, stories. You can bring, you can you could bring in the news and help you digest it. Oh, interesting. So mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Would that not be so helpful? You know, we should have a yoga instructor before and after the news. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you you'd probably listen to less news. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> wow. Digestion is the, main, is the main component. When we're working with yoga therapy, one of the main questions is, are you digesting? It's not just food. It's every experience that you have, everything you see and hear. So that's, a that's lot of us phenomenal. are walking around with undig- yeah, we're walking around with undigested material, and yoga is a way to digest it. And I'm talking about anything that you have experienced, memory. Wow. Well, thank you. This is really now we have one more segment, and this is our longest segment. So join me in on the next segment as we talk more with Jessica Gouldling about this idea of yoga.
afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today and for being such as just a solid base of listeners, because I really do want you to be the best version of you and not trying to be somebody else's version, but really being the version that God intended for you to be good, bad, indifferent, ugly, whatever we are. This is a work in progress. And so if you're just tuning in, I'm excited that you are because I have a special guest today. Her name is Jessica Goldling, and she is a, a really amazing, like, top-of-the-line yoga therapist. And she has some really amazing ideas and understanding about spiritually how God works with us. And we've talked so much on this show about how God affects us, how God changes our brain, and how God is able to really just immerse himself in every cell of our being if we let him. And there are things that we do many times that cut off some of that great, really amazing mercy and peace and energy. So, Jessica, thank you for joining me. And I want to first remind you to tell them about your course and how they can get it. Thank you, Cynthia. I'm I'm excited to. Uh, I made a little something for your listeners. Oh, good. Respite. Yeah, I put it together. Um, it's called Respite Meditations, and you can get it on my website, which is JessGoulding.com, and then you do slash respite r e s p i t e, and you will find for you there a free course. Now, this came from kind of the whole backstory is. Uh, <laughs> From te- I'm going to do the quick and dirty. Okay, okay. okay. So, from teaching in a yoga studio, uh, you know, to large classes and leading what you might regularly think of as a big yoga class. Right. I then went on to an additional thousand hours of training to work with custom yoga therapy one-on-one. And so what that does is you sit with one person and you hear their story. And, you know, when you said just now, you said sometimes you're cut off, sometimes you're not feeling it. So when I'm engaging with someone in yoga therapy, there's something that is cutting them off from feeling their wholeness. Maybe it's a body disease. Maybe it's a they're mentally anguished. Maybe there's some grief. Maybe they're, uh, they've had some sort of trauma in their lives. And so we do a process of creating a yoga practice for them that helps them heal from wow. within. Wow. And we have to look at, we look at their body and the structures there. We look at the mind. How is the mind working? Are there any ways that this person has uh, thought patterns that are not supporting, right? Maybe there's some yes. negative, negative talk happening, some negative feedback going on. We look at how their breath is functioning because that tells you about how their electricity is running. So the breath tells us so much if we are trained to look because I can figure out, okay, so you're probably not sleeping very well either. Maybe your digestion is off. A lot of that goes with the breath. Yes. And so we look at okay. the breath. Yeah, and we look at uh, how they're, are they connected to uh, community? Are they connected to spirit? Right? Do they have something bigger than themselves that they lean back on? Because I don't only work with Christians. Right. With Christians, there's a little bit of a faster track on right. that side. <laughs> but, you know, everyone has a capability of understanding that there is a, a, a greater being than themselves. That's right. And so I, I enjoy working with both. And so when you engage with yoga therapy, then you invite all these disparate parts of yourself to come together in wholeness. Now, as soon as we all had to go <laughs> and uh, 
yoga studios closed down when COVID-19 came along, I decided I wanted to offer something to uh, my students and my clients that might help them in that time. But it was uh, actually even for my church. It was more for my church. This was this. Oh, I see. Nice. So through my Facebook page, through their Facebook page, I taught respite meditations, and I chose the Psalms that would have been uh, during that time. So it was leading up to Easter, mm. and so I was using the liturgical Psalms from each um, each week. Oh my goodness, that's wonderful! So yes, yeah, so you want to talk about embodiment? <laughs> yes. If you are doing scripture about the breath of God, why not yes. understand your own breath? Yes. So. That's where this course, I I did that, and so for your listeners, I put together, it's just three examples of those, and um, just so that you can all have an experience of what yoga can be when you incorporate it with scripture. Now, it's all seated in a chair. We're not doing triangle poses and warrior poses. (laughs) It's really just uh, working with your own body and breath. Well, it's really learning to calm the central nervous system. Which is yes. really important. Yes, such a good point. Yes. Making. As soon as we deepen the breath or do a longer exhale, right, we go from the sympathetic nervous system of the fight or flight over to mm-hmm. the parasympathetic. Now we can rest, digest, and listen yes. for the still small voice within. Yes, yes. Wow. It is a beautiful practice for discernment. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I am really encouraged. I'm encouraged by this, and very. I'm gonna. I'm even more curious than I was when we talked the other day. So this is great. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yes, it's. I mean, this is a passion for me too. Yes. To um, talk to you about. Would you like me to take you on a little experience? Yes, yes. Your listeners. Yes. Okay. So, listeners, if you're driving, just make sure you <laughs> listen. Okay. <laughs> so, and you can always go to to my website and you can download it as a podcast and you can listen to it as well, which I, I think a lot of us are going to have to listen to, to this a couple of times because you've given a lot of really amazing information. So, yes. It's so, a lot to digest. It right? is. It lot, is. I know, it I is. Know. Okay. So, I lead know. us through something. Yes. Okay. So, uh, bring your palms together and rub them briskly in front of you. Okay. This is my favorite way to start because as you're rubbing your hands briskly, and if you can't be hands-free, then just imagine yourself. Right. <laughs> your imagination is very, very powerful. Yes. So you can even imagine what it feels like to rub your hands briskly. So as you do this, you're breathing deeply and let your gaze rest sweetly on your hands. Okay. And notice, can you deepen your breath? Yes. Then start to slow the hands down. Okay. okay. So now from that frenetic, frantic, fast moving, now we're going at about a medium pace. Right. And just notice what changes for the rest of your body, if anything. Oh, yes. I can feel it in my legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep gazing at your hands and now slow them down even more. They're just crawling past each other. Right. Notice the sensation in your eyes as you do this. Notice the sensations in your belly. Notice the sensations in your feet as you now bring your palms pressed lovingly together, softly gazing. 
Oh, it is but just a are. sense. Of, it's a sense of peace. It really is. It's a calm. Isn't that something? It just... really is. I mean, you. I have to tell you, my mother is going to be very thrilled because you know, being this ADHD kid, I, you know that this. They told me this is why they bought me the trampoline, right? <laughs> and so for me, finding calm is tough. And so I really like this. This has been really helpful because I can do that. You know, that's not complicated. And it is sensory because it's my hands, right? And right. it does really just help everything inside of me kind of slow down. It's That's remarkable. Put. That's remarkable. Beautifully put. <laughs> so if I could reflect back as to kind of what's happening behind the scenes there. Yes. I mean, I can notice, you might notice my voice has become lower. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. So I'm even more deeply embodied than I was before we started. Wow. So you can... You start to notice the timber of your own voice becomes a little deeper. Your speech can be a little bit slower because we have dropped out of a frenetic upper energy kind of mind spinning into the body. The body is slower. It is energy slowed to a point where you can pat on it, right? Right. Science will show you. We know about the physics of physical, the uh, construction of physical things. It's just molecules. We're mostly made of space. Right. So we slow down our mind enough to be in a solid presence in the body and things get a little more peaceful. Hey, why might that be? Maybe underneath it all, we are naturally peaceful. Uh, yes, I think that's really well said. I think that's what Maybe. we really struggle yeah. with because we're so far away from our natural design. Natural design, the way we, yep. the way we're made. Yes, right? the and way that God naturally designed us to operate, and it wasn't exactly. to exceed our capacity. And we are always—I I talk to clients all day about exceeding capacity. And what is their capacity? Well, the capacity, you know, some of humans is, uh, the, is it's as simple as, you know, you think you're getting giving your getting more things done because you're sleeping only five hours a night. You're exceeding capacity. You don't have the capacity ah. to work at that level. And, and you're, you, we are lying to ourselves and tricking ourselves into thinking, that. but yeah, but I got a whole lot of work done. When you find out later that if I, if I really honored capacity and knew I needed sleep, I probably would make something, you know, if I'm creating something, it would be even deeper, better, and more powerful than the one I did when I was frenetically pushing it out. I love that word deeper that you just used mm -hmm. because that, that's where the creative force is, right? That's Deeply right. Deeply in you. That's right. And have you ever noticed people who just move slowly, think a little bit slower, but when they take the time to produce something, it is well thought out. Yes. It is. You can see the journey from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And it's a thing of beauty. Those, you know, those deep souls who have spent time in contemplation or they're quiet or they're just in touch. They're just more in touch with their insides, like their, their internal nature. Well, you know, it's, it's the same thing. I, I remind clients and myself frequently that, you know, the Garden of Eden, there was no time. Adam and Eve were in the moment all the time. Well, when that sin occurred, then we were locked in time. And now we measure time. And so, but we still have inside of us a timeless nature. This is why we fight so much against time, 
you know. And I think what, what this is, is, is explaining is this idea of learning to be more timeless, that I can suspend this, I can transcend this, and not like in some weird, like, you know, woo-woo way, but really getting more in touch with the speed of your own body, right? Yes, you're making time slow down to where you actually are. Yes, yes. <laughs> time, time is one of those things, you know, we can, our mind is fully capable yes. of living in the future and ruminating on the past. It is can be more challenging for many of us to be to be present. Right. And it's in being present that we get to enter that timelessness that you're speaking of, the flow. Yes. Oh, goodness. I hear, oh, I hear the music. Shoot. Well, this was great, <laughs> Jessica. We're going to have you again, and I look forward to talking with you again because this was really phenomenal. So tell us again how, quickly how to get a hold of you. JessGoulding.com, and you can get the course at JessGoulding.com slash respite. It's there for you to give practices of bringing scripture into your system. Have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please Take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.